0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking today?
1: Uh, I'm drinking another cider from Lost Boy. I'm like, they're. Free- I'm like a frequent flyer there. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. They need a punch card for us.
1: Yeah. I've been drinking. Uh oh. Oh no, oh! Kyle's beer.
0: Oh my god. Uh, some Guys, the
1: surface tension. The surface tension. He just had this enormous head that, like, didn't spill. I was
0: pouring it really well, too. And then it just suddenly got really out of control at the end there.
1: Anyway. Uh, So I have been really enjoying the cider from uh, Lost Boy Cider, which is in Alexandria, Virginia. And the one I'm drinking today, uh, we've talked in past episodes, they do the stovepipes, which are tall 19-ounce cans that... um, they like do like three different ones and they're they're a very small batch so in 2021 they are bringing back 12 of their best sellers of the stovepipes in the explorer series so like each month is like one of their best-selling stovepipes from the year before they're still small batch they are like stable in cans it's not like you have to drink them quickly like you do with the stovepipes. Sure. Um, but they're still small batch. So I am drinking the Ruby Red, which is a Go's-style hard cider with grapefruit and apples. Just like all of theirs, it is 6.9% alcohol. I don't think it has any residual. No, it has no residual sugar, um, which their cider is all typically very dry.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting one. I had a little couple tastes of it last night when you had one. And it's, uh, it's very pithy
1: yeah it doesn't taste i mean grapefruit juice is kind of bitter if, yeah if we're it being tastes, honest it tastes here. a lot like grapefruit juice it does like taste like grapefruit juice you get sort of the aftertaste of apple much like the one i talked about last week in our episode that did not wrong, never saw the light of day because we'll talk about in a
0: little, in a second
1: technology issues um so it, it the, the bitter flavor of the grapefruit really does linger It says Gozes are my favorite beer. Like, Sours are my favorite beer, but within Sours, Gozes are my favorite because they're kind of, like, salty and sour, and they taste a little like the sea, and I just really, really like them. I get none of that salty
0: flair from this at
1: all. all. Um, It really tastes a lot like alcoholic grapefruit juice. Yeah. Um, Which
0: is, you know, on point because... Hard cider kind of tastes like alcoholic apple juice. Fair. Apple cider.
1: Absolutely fair. It is very different from any cider I've ever had. We've talked about this before. I love trying cider from different places because it's all so different. Like I feel like it's so easy to think like, oh, it's just like apple juice that gets me drunk. But like you can do really interesting different things with it. Um, and the cool thing is like the stovepipes from Lost Boy. Typically, are just, like, kind of plain white cans with their logo on them. But for this series, they're doing all, like, artist-designed cans. It's very pretty cans. And it's gorgeous. It's, like, navy blue with these big, brightly colored grapefruits on it. Um, and this is actually... The winter is actually, like, prime citrus season. So it's very appropriate. Um, we have a four-pack. I will happily drink the four-pack. I don't know that I would, like, need a ton more beyond that. Yeah. But super glad i got to try it i mean they're just doing like such cool things um and i love trying all of them
0: yeah absolutely
1: your beer looks like it has like a whipped cream it's unbelievable
0: so i well i mean i think that's because i'm slowly pouring in the rest of it but this this is like uh a foamy head, unlike anything I've ever seen. As you heard from our reactions, uh, most you know, h- halfway into Jacqueline, uh talking about her beer, or her it's slider. like a
1: meringue.
0: It is like it's it, it was like a third foam, and now it's like it's kind of settled in. But now I have like a solid inch of just like yeah, like you said, meringue-looking foam on top of my like there on top are, of my beer here. A little bit has con- a little bit went over, but like literally not not that much.
1: There on the top of your glass. There, there are peaks.
0: peaks. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, I I've think, never seen I really th- a I, like I do that. think, I, I don't want to, like, play that up too much because I do think that as I've tried to pour the rest of the can into here, I think I've caused these a little bit. I mean, but, but most
1: beers, like, it would just kind of go up evenly. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be that thick.
0: Right. It's wild. Uh, I haven't tasted it yet, so I'm going to try it now.
1: I'm excited uh, to hear what you think of it. You're going to have a milk mustache when you're done with this So,
0: That's really good. Uh,
1: have you told us what
0: it is? I have not yet. Sorry. This is uh, from Marlowe Artisanal Ales. Uh, this is the way things were. It's an American pale ale. Oh. Uh, it is, uh, this is from North Haven, Connecticut. Oh. So not, really? not far away from. Uh, My family's Your haunt. Connecticut. Yeah, That's there you so go. That's so funny. Uh, so this, I, I was looking downstairs. This is one of the beers that we got through the uh, Church Key Beer Academy. Again, something we told you about last week in the episode that you can't listen to, uh, that we can't find. Um, But uh, this was uh, one of the beers that we got through this and uh, a collection of different hot bales. So we have like a a, a few different beers that are sitting in our beer fridge downstairs. And uh, I picked this one out because it's got a really cool family, uh, a really cool story about the brewery's family. Brewer's family, uh, it is, it's named after my late grandfather. These beers attempt to honor his memory. We believe in balance in all things, and present these beers as such. We hope you enjoy them as an accent to your experiences with your friends and family, which I thought oh, was very sweet.
1: That is nice. Uh, it's
0: a American Pale Ale bre- brewed with Simcoe, Chinook, Centennial, and Columbus hops. Uh, so you get a little bit of, like the juiciness from like the cen- from the Centennial hops, uh, but it's it's kind of it is really just a smooth kind of it's 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 hoppy and bitter, and but it's also a little citrusy. It, it, they say balance. it does taste like a very balanced beer. It's um, it's not, it did not linger too long. Uh, you're, it's lingering for it, you a little bit. It's lingering
1: for me. It is uh, nowhere near as, I, I would rather drink that than like, basically any other ipa you've had on this yeah. podcast i know it's a pale ale not an ipa it's, it's
0: got a little a little haziness to it yeah. but not like yeah, i mean actually it's got quite a bit of haziness to it like I, i'm not seeing any, any, anything through
1: this is one of the first hoppy beers that you've had on here that like I, i'm getting a little of the citrus yeah still tastes predominantly pine and bitter to me but I'm getting a little citrus. It's not bad.
0: Yeah, I think that it says... Uh, not
1: bad for me for a pale ale is high praise. There
0: you go. Uh, it's, it says, like I said, we believe in balance in all things and these beers as such. Uh, I think, excuse me, uh, that really is a, a well-written a well, uh, sentence for how this beer tastes. It's a little citrusy. It's a little piney. It's a little uh, juicy. It's a little hoppy. It's a little bitter. It's not too much of anything, and it's really smooth. I really like it a lot. It's uh, very
1: pretty the can- too. The can
0: is also All really like beautiful. nature-inspired. Uh, yeah, it's got like a like really. It's a uh, looks like a, like a kind of a forest scene here, or like an edge of the river scene with like a lot of like, trees and like kind of a, like. I can't tell if it's snowing or if it's like just gray. Looks snowy it to looks me. Looks snowy, but it's it's a beautiful can. Uh, beautiful beer. Very looks very. Um, looks very cool looks very uh like foresty uh and it's like it's just this is brewed by marlow artisanal ales distributed by 12 Percent. and there's uh, an artist the artist is cat manning who did yeah. it so, i wish
1: cool. we have a lamp in our home that i made from an old rum bottle mm-hmm. from a rum distillery uh in outer banks that we liked. Yes. and i feel like you know you can make like wine bottle lamps I wish there was something we could do with all these beer cans because, like trying to like you know drink from like local smaller places, there are some really beautiful cans. And I hate just throwing them I out. I uh,
0: it's one of the reasons that like I started doing on tap more is because I just want to take pictures yeah. of, the, of the beer labels. Uh, so yeah, cool cans, cool beer. Uh, I really like this a lot. Uh, we'll start off today a little bit talking about. Uh, well, apologize for yeah. uh, being absent for a week. We recorded... A great our, a episode. A great, really a great episode. It's the lost episode. It's great. Uh, I'll have to
1: take our word for it. Uh,
0: but somehow when I went to upload it uh, the day before... Uh, on, on Thursday, the day before it was supposed to post, uh, we could only get the first 12 and a half minutes of it. And it was a 52-minute 50, uh, episode, 54-minute episode. And uh, we basically lost everything. I don't know. It, it was still... You we know, we have a pretty low tech setup here. We we're, we're we, ta- we record on my iPhone. Uh, the it showed up on there, just didn't it, like it. It, it showed up as a buy. as a full recording, but just right. wouldn't get past there. So I don't know what happened. We couldn't reco- We couldn't recover it uh, despite our best efforts. And uh, so that episode is lost to the world. But um, so we apologize for uh, not bringing another one to you. But when you discover you don't have an episode to post about 12 hours before you're supposed to post it, that, yeah. not a whole lot you can do.
1: Right. So do we want to do like a quick recap?
0: Yeah, because it was, I mean-
1: We had a lot of beer stuff we, here's, last week. Here's the thing, we
0: also teased what we were going to we talk did. about on our last episode. Yeah. So I guess we have we have to follow through. So a little bit of what we talked about in our last episode, well, I, I mean, a lot of what we talked about in the last episode was beer. Uh, it
1: was definitely a beer heavy episode. It was a beer heavy right?
0: episode because we had a beer heavy day last Saturday uh we ran two we ran two we i mean we ran we did we did our long
1: it's a very running on tap day yeah it's
0: a very running tap day we did our long runs and then we got done showered and uh brewed our own beer
1: yes which so, is now a week old oh, now
0: a week old it's when a, you
1: listen to this it'll be almost two weeks old which when, means we'll be bottling when
0: you listen to this we know you listen to it on the friday that it comes out but if you listen to it on the saturday that it comes out or after it came out uh we'll be bottling our beer so yes why don't you uh don't we just, well we'll do a quick recap sure. so we don't uh, sure. talk all the way around uh, about it again but uh why don't you tell people a little bit about what we did and uh what you know what you thought of it
1: so we did a, a home brewing class through city brew tours which we also did the cheese and beer pairing class that right. we told you about earlier it was from the through the same company so they sent us um we ordered a bunch of equipment and ingredients and we are brewing a pale ale. Yes, it is not so pale.
0: No, it's per- uh,
1: it's like the color per- of a bach almost. Yeah,
0: it's it's very it's very dark, which uh, our guide Mike said is pretty uh, common for home brewed beers because from extract for, for yeah that brew from extract uh, not from not not all grain, uh, but most home brewers use right. extract. Uh, well, we can explain what that means. Uh, it's malt extract it's basically like uh sugar sugar yeah exactly so it's, it's
1: like this thicky this thicky syrup thing
0: yeah uh, which goes in and is uh you know there's in in the main ingredients in a beer are water hops there's grain there is malt yeast. and yeast and so the malt that we that most people use is uh, you know for home brewing it's basically a very thick syrup right. that uh you know, is but like we could make our own. We could. But I don't think we should.
1: <laughs> um, so the class was great. Neither one of us had ever uh home brewed beer before. So it was fantastic just to have someone walking you through the process and to have someone to answer all your questions. at, at one point, uh, our beer as we were brewing it had like a lot of chunks in it. It yeah. looked a lot like vomit and I was like, We have messed up something terribly right. and he was like, No, This is actually fine, um, which was great to know. Plus, he was super knowledgeable about beer and talked a lot about like yeast and different kind of ales. And I got to bug him with all my sour questions, and it was just really fun to learn more about, you know, both both the beer we made and the beers we drink. Like, what makes a wild ale a wild ale? Now I know. Um, So I think we probably could have successfully followed a recipe on our own, but. It was just a lot of fun to, to learn more information. And I think now we, we have been set up very well and I would feel very confident you know, going and getting another kit or following a recipe or, or doing it again on our own.
0: Right. Uh, essentially, this process was like, I mean, we joined late, so we did not uh, follow all the instructions to a T, which was like, Show up with water boiling, and uh, what
1: we learned is that our stove cannot boil enough water. Yeah,
0: we, our stove can boil two and a half gallons of water to, or get two and a half gallons to about 211 degrees, not quite the 212 that yeah. you need for a boil. Uh, but
1: but we learned that was fine. We learned
0: that was fine. You really just need it like you need it close, essentially. Uh, so we, but like we went through. Uh, it was interesting, like ho- ho- putting the hops in, hopping the beer. Uh, you you know, explained a lot of like what i have seen you know like you see on the shelves the 60 minute ipas uh 90 minute 120 minute from dogfish head it's like oh so this is how long you boil you boil with the first round of hops in and uh so you know we boiled ours for six for 60 minutes and uh we did three rounds of hops all it's an all centennial hopped pale ale and uh it's like i said we did it they did it last saturday so that's uh, a week ago of recording that's uh the end of january right yep. uh so and so we have it would be a month until it's ready yep. for four weeks and we hope to be drinking it for our anniversary episode yes it, we've
1: been doing this almost a year
0: yeah exactly it's it's coming up which yeah we we were able to go places when we started this
1: do you know i read that like Many podcasts never make it past ten episodes, yeah we've defied the odds look
0: at us go uh well, what a world uh so by the time this comes out, uh we will go through the bottling process, which will uh which is gonna be really interesting we have um it's it, like it more more learning stuff I thought the beer just got naturally carbonated yeah and same. uh and you know came out of uh the brewing process already fizzy and whatever uh turns out. Not no, not for this, not for the ones that we're doing, uh we're gonna bottle it and then because
1: we, because the thing it's fermenting in would explode, explode yes. which makes so much sense, but I was just like, oh, it like, al- makes alcohol and carbon carbon dioxide, like right. that's how it's carbonated, uh, didn't even occur to me,
0: right, so what we'll do is right right now, it's sitting in our closet with a towel around it, uh and just hanging out so it's cozy in a nice nice uh room temperature dark, dark. place, and uh, we'll take it out next week and we will, uh, drain the beer out of the, uh, out of the, f- uh, for monster is what it's called.
1: We'll, uh, clean everything. Clean first. everything again. That yeah, was the other thing we everything, learned. Everything, everything it has to be sanitized a million times. Brewing is uh, cleaning. Yep. So we so have a whole sanitization, sanitization, sanitizing process. Yeah. Uh,
0: so we will do that and then we will, um, we'll put it in these bottles and then we drop in, uh, essentially they're. they're Carbonation tablets, but what they are is just like sugar. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sh- that sugar will go into the bottles, we will seal. We have like, picture like a, a Grolsch beer bottle. Uh, so it's, like a, you it's know, like a
1: swing top. It's like a swing bottle. top bottle,
0: uh, each of 750 milliliters. So we will put two and two and a half uh, drops of the of this sugar in there. And then that sugar will get eaten by the yeast, and uh, that will release carbon dioxide and it will hang out in, the, in those bottles. And in two weeks after that, they'll be ready, which is, it's just a really, we, we learned it was like, as much as beer making is like, you know, uh, about taste and everything like that. It's a lot of science. It's just, it is a lot of chemistry.
1: Yeah. I have, uh, recently gotten into sourdough bread making. Kyle's looking at me like, you talk about this constantly. Why are you talking about this now? (laughs) But it's just like. I don't know it feels like we have like a ton of friends over because we all have all this like live yeast like doing stuff in our home the
0: most living the the most living organisms that have been in our home in in uh,
1: months it is very cool in in both the the bread baking and the brewing which I doing the class saw a lot of parallels between Um, but it's very cool Like, like you say like the yeast are eating the sugar like I used to think of yeast as like you know this jar in our fridge but like they are living organisms who are like you're like kind of manipulating to do this stuff it it is very like chemist like mad scientist chemistry-esque and it's it's super super fun i really enjoyed the brewing process and i mean you also just get to like hang around and drink beer while you stir stuff we had a couple
0: beers and uh and basically just like i mean we 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 like you know we, we also since it was an online class there was like five other people who were also you know around pretty much around the east coast uh up and down the east coast uh brewing their own brewing their own beers with us uh like you know we would be for an hour be boiling but we'd like getting a lesson in like in in uh home brewing and like talk with these people and etc about you know their lives their what they drink what some of their favorite breweries breweries, exactly so like uh this will definitely be a different process when we do it at home by ourselves
1: definitely but
0: it was it was very cool and one of the things we couldn't have talked about last week that i've been really enjoying is that uh also in that closet is, like, where we keep our vacuum and our, closet, our 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 coats and, like, whatever. So every now and then I've, like, gone in there to get the vacuum to clean or to get my coat to go outside. And I just get a whiff of, like, citrusy, hoppy oh, beer. Which I it, haven't
1: smelled anything. And it
0: smells... Like, every, every now and then I've gotten a whiff and it smells quite good. So oh, I'm very excited. So I'm hoping that the fact that I can smell it means that... That doesn't mean something's going terribly wrong. I'm sure it's great. But fresh. I'm also like we are i'm really fighting against the like urge to check on things and whatever
1: our instructor said is like the number one bit number one way that homebrewers especially like first-time homebrewers, screw up their beer he said just put it in a closet and don't check on it all and the day after class kyle's like well i'm gonna take a picture of it and i'm like absolutely not i know we can't can't get light on it so we are being good doing our best but it's hard have Uh, you taken the blanket off of it what do you mean you're doing your best
0: no i'm well i have adjusted i adjusted the towel at one point because i was (sighs) i I was laying in bed actually it was while i was first i was when while while recording our last episode uh i had this thought and then it hit me again in bed later on that night because i didn't do it at the time but i was like i put the towel over the Mm. airlock is that going to be a problem like it's a towel so it shouldn't like just completely block air from coming out but like what if i'm keeping too much co2 in there so i went back in there and i adjusted the towel to be around the airlock so we could allow the gases to escape uh because i wasn't sure if that'd be a problem or not uh so that's the only time i mess with it
1: i'll allow it i'm very excited to drink it
0: uh it should be really cool and it's like it's gonna be ours so like we are we are uh, negotiating on uh, what we're going to brew next. I think and we've settled. We've, I think we've settled, but I, I think we we have like we've set long term goals for yeah. for. for uh, next rottoberfest we want to brew our own hefeweizen yeah we have uh we have names of beers all planned and out everything it's, it's we're gonna we're gonna we're building a, a little empire here
1: it does just feel i mean i love baking even beyond like the recent sourdough kick like it feels so much to me like baking right it's like you're gonna measure this ingredient carefully and put it in and then like wait the appropriate amount of time and I like, there aren't a lot of things that I haven't been able to bake, right? Like if you can follow a recipe, like it'll be like, put this in at this time and you're like, okay. So I think, you know, you want to gradually build up your skill level, but I don't feel intimidated about doing the next one, right? Like I, I know how to read one of these recipes now and I feel pretty confident that we can like go through step by step and be smart people and it will be fine.
0: Right. So stay tuned for that that's gonna be really cool we're yeah. um, very excited to try it and uh, I, I'm sure next week we can talk about bottling it and, yeah uh, and how that will go hopefully we don't screw it up too much
1: and this class was so great because you know obviously we couldn't bottle it on the class but we got an email shortly after with like a whole like an instructional video about yep. how to bottle it so they really do sort of hold your hand through the whole process
0: yeah Uh We'll talk about something else that we did next week too. Uh, our last or week. last week, excuse me. Our church beer a church key beer academy. But yeah. while while we're transitioning, do you remember what you drank on the episode last week? Do you want to talk do you remember at all yeah. what, what you had?
1: I had I had another lost boy. It was mm-hmm. one of their stovepipes. It was a mango mimosa.
0: That's right, the mango and mimosa. I'm
1: so mad that this episode yeah. didn't air because I I mean I was yelling. Yeah, I went I nuts it. drinking this. It tasted like a mimosa it was like yeah. super effervescent it tasted like kind of champagne and like very like mango forward and we were drinking it while it was snowing so it was like very fun to be yeah. drinking like tropical stuff while it was snowing um but i mean i would have i had it in a wine glass like i would drink it with brunch it tasted just like a mimosa
0: yeah it was uh it was quite impressive. I'm trying to look up what I what the name of the it was it was from, it was, other from other, half. it was from other half brewing. I'm trying to remember exactly what uh, the name of it was. Uh, just one second here. I, I can tell you the beer I had from other half brewing was delicious. You liked I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought that um, I, it was a brewery that I had been lo- waiting to try for quite some time, and uh, I really really enjoyed it. It was the Radiant Cut. Uh, that's right it was a it's a it was a hazy ipa a um i think a hazy double something like that uh yeah i
1: hated it you so really d- double sounds you, right you
0: really didn't like it which means that i of course really really loved it i think i gave right. it i gave it a 4.75 i really enjoyed wow. it. wow uh so a great beer i think i
1: gave mine last week a 4.75 too there
0: you go uh it could have been more different. <laughs> no, really, really couldn't have been. Both like citrusy and yeah. whatever, but uh, citrusy and carbonated, and that's where the comparisons end. Um, but I really enjoyed that. It was also another beer that we got a part of this Church, Church Key Beer Academy. Yes, uh, which you had found online and set up for us. Uh, if you want to explain a little bit about what that was.
1: Yeah, I mean, so. Church Key is a beer bar in DC that I think we've talked about. They have in a super impressive uh, collection of beers on tap. Um, and the beer director there also um, owns does works at Blue Jacket, which is another one of our favorite places we've talked about a lot. Um, so because I'm on their email list, I got an email about this late last year where they were launching a virtual beer academy. So once a quarter, we get a box of a dozen beers. Yep and there's an hour and a half zoom call with this beer director and i think i expected it to be like more of a tasting yeah but it was like history history of beer and you know we got to hear from a bunch of people from the different breweries that we were drinking from so out of the 12 he picked six to highlight on this call
0: see if we can remember uh I know there was The Rothaus. There was the Rothaus Yeah, there that's you go. The the Rothaus Tannenzafel yeah. which was uh, a uh, a German pilsner. Then there was the Samuel Smith India Ale. Yep. Uh there was the Sierra Nevada uh uh Bigfoot. Bigfoot, which is a uh
1: Barley wine. Barley
0: wine. I wanted to say brandy wine. I mean no that's, that'd be terrible. Uh so there is the the barley wine. Two hearted. There was a two hearted, the bells uh American American uh, is that American IPA or American? Uh,
1: it's an IPA. It's
0: an IPA American IPA, uh, which is just the best.
1: It's it's really good. Just the best. One of the, that and Goose are the two IPAs that like happily will drink. Yeah.
0: And uh, the last one was last weekend from uh, is that six? I think it's like five. Five. Well, Lost weekend from Blue Jacket, yeah, which that, is that a, a great one. one.
1: We uh, drank we drank a couple.
0: We drank three. Yeah. On it, uh, we we were pushing it,
1: but it was. It was super, super fun, really informative. This first class was the hops class. Um, So I fully expected to like hate everything and be miserable. And as we got to the later beers. You were. I I definitely, basically everything passed the two hearted. I was like, meh. But, uh, you know, some of the Pilsners, it, it made me realize like, I don't hate hops. Ho- There's hops in all beer. Right. I dislike the flavor when they are like left in in the bittering stage, the bittering boil for a long time. Right. Um, but this uh, Samuel Smith India Pale Ale was like super good and not. I mean, it was in like the hops class, but it was not at all what I would describe as a hoppy flavor. Yeah.
0: Well, and I'm, I hate to be pedantic. But it wasn't an india pale ale it was an india ale which was was super different it was very different than what you would think but i've very uh it almost it tasted like it it was like roasty and malty and then it faded into like a little tasting a little bit like tea uh had like a little tea uh element to it and then like and then there was like a little bit of hops on the back end the Mm -hmm. hoppy bitterness like at the end so like it was like it was very different than kind of anything i've ever had before yeah totally uh and it was really cool we got to uh as a part of the class like you said some people from uh you know would, would speak to us and like the first person talked talk to us about the the roth house Tannenzapfel.
1: you gotta say it like that you can't you, say you, it don't without think,
0: that i don't think you, that's one of those words german is a very roth
1: house Tannenzapfel.
0: yeah right like german is a very specific language where like you can't say words in german often without doing a german accent
1: very beautiful old-timey bottle on that one too. really cool it bottle. was like really cool I'll, I'll post a picture to our instagram because i took one yeah um but it was like kind of cartoony yeah. and like it, it looked old old school yeah uh, it was very cool
0: and for, the, so for that one they had a beer distributor in columbus ohio who was one of the first people to bring it to the u.s uh to talk about it a little bit for the samuel smith india ale uh that the head brewer (laughs) from this uh, storied brewery in yorkshire england uh spoke to us for a little bit about the beer and the history of the beer that kind of thing uh there was uh the founder one of the founders of sierra nevada who was so interesting interesting. uh their story was it was was fascinating and gave me a lot of respect for them because uh you know we I think we kinda of think of them they've been so omnipresent uh in our times drinking beer that we kinda of think of them as like a bigger beer company. Absolutely. But like they've they're one of those the original craft brewers that um you know, really do amazing stuff. Uh so they were very cool. Uh we talked to uh did someone from Bells come on? I'm trying to remember.
1: I can't remember.
0: I can't remember either. Uh but we heard a lot about uh Hearted and, and Two Hearted's history. Uh and uh you know, last weekend from uh Blue Jacket uh just you know I think I think um the host of the of the of the uh live stream just kind of went over it himself because he knows right. a lot about it to begin with and um I'm trying to think if anyone else joined the call that was at it. that point we had had uh about Been a long day we had okay. we had several beers in a in a very compressed short of time so it was, the, the memory might get a little fuzzy But it was very cool.
1: It was so fun. And we have three more classes, which is really, really exciting. I know one is like Belgian beers. There is a Stouts and Sours one. Very interesting combination. Which I'm super excited for. And I feel like that box, like you'll want all the Stouts and I'll want all the Sours.
0: Yeah, that one's coming in summer too, right? Like I'm not sure. It is. The I think it's
1: August.
0: The Sours will be... Uh, still in season, then I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about having a bunch of stouts then, but we'll see.
1: But so this gets to something we learned in the class like, right. you feel like stouts are winter beers, but like that was not always the case. Yes. Like, that's sort of like I, I think after learning about like when people drank beers of different colors and different strengths, I feel like that's like less. A like human taste thing, and more of like a cultural thing yeah. now, yeah which is so interesting. Which we were
0: we were talking, you know, the uh, guy from Samuel Smith was telling us about, uh, you know, the, the the history and like the kind of the like the economics, or not the the, uh, the uh, I should say the the classist uh, mm-hmm. vibes of various beers when uh, the British were colonizing India, and uh, so stuff like the India Ale was what like the officers drank and was like the highfalutin beer, and like uh the enlisted men who were there drank porters and In I, India. and I was just thinking about like, oh my god, like an Indian summer, yeah, drinking a porter like that is just like n- it not I want a porter when it's like last week when it was snowing outside, I do not want a porter uh you know when it's ninety degrees out with ninety percent humidity, yeah, so it was very interesting to find out that like You know, and there were were some uh, other history lessons, too, that, like, for instance, we learned about how the American beer, like, you know, scene has changed over time. And, like, at the turn of the, uh, you know, the 1800s to the 1900s, there were, like, it was kind of like the beer market now, where there were all different styles and all different, uh, you know, uh, breweries and producers and that kind of thing. And then through two world wars and uh, prohibition and prohibition. It ended up just um, kind of really collapsing the market into your mass-produced American beards that you typically think of, the Budweiser's and, and Miller's and whatever. Schlitz uh, was name dropped a couple times. And uh, it's taken until the last 25 years really for all, uh, it, people think that this market is brand new and yeah. it's not. It's really returned to the ways of what the, you know, the early, ni- early uh, 20th century brew you know uh beer life was like in america so really interesting class really cool to uh to learn about
1: can't wait for the next one yeah
0: it'll be it'll be really interesting and uh it'll be great to get some more more and different beers because there's definitely some stuff in there that i would not i have never heard of we have like i said we go to connecticut to visit your family and uh north haven isn't too far away i've never heard of this place That's and it's really like, awesome to be able to try it
1: yeah i i feel much the same way with that one these are beers that like i mean i'm sure like church he has them occasionally but like they are beers that like we probably wouldn't get otherwise right. so it's super great to be able to try stuff from all these small places right. makes me really happy
0: yeah absolutely uh should we talk I, about running
1: yeah I, I think
0: we're pretty much caught up that's pretty much what we yeah now that we've talked for uh almost a half hour about what the episode you can hear but like we,
1: we cut 54 minutes down to half an hour that's true. so uh, we're, we're uh, yeah. tightening streamlining with
0: an extra beer in there
1: um yeah i think i think we're all caught up
0: yeah uh, I mean, luckily we didn't have anything else to uh, really catch up on otherwise. We didn't have any other ideas for this episode, so...
1: You can't just tell the people that. I know. How was your week with running?
0: Uh, so, it was fine. Um, <laughs> I, we got a snowstorm here last weekend, and then that snowstorm lasted for about three days. Yeah. And so, uh, one thing that I have learned about living in the suburbs as compared to, uh, you know, Southwest DC is that um, there is a uh, less, not as much desire to shovel sidewalks and to clear sidewalks as there is yeah. in uh, the city. The you sidewalks know.
1: weren't cleared completely until stuff melted.
0: Right, exactly. So, like, you know, in, in DC, the day after it snowed, you could go out and, like, They would have shoveled on the National Mall, and like there are city ordinances about shoveling your walk. And
1: ordinances here too. Yeah, but there were
0: there were apartment buildings who just hired people to do them, right? As opposed to here, it's private owners uh, who some some like me uh, love shoveling because maybe they're transplants from northern areas. And I was uh, very excited. I got the shovel and I shoveled lots. Uh, But uh, so basically, I took. Three days off uh, at the beginning of the week, after an 11 mile long run. and uh, this week has been a lot I feel like I'm just, I I feel like I'm just getting back to feeling how I felt during my long run last week mm. uh, after three days of returning to working out. It is crazy how like I got done with a, I got done with a run on Wednesday and I felt my, like my lungs hurt. It just was, it was cold outside and I went for a five mile run and it was just like, oh, like I, like I, I was I was not feeling very good. Uh, and I did my hill, I did my hill repeats on Thursday and these were easily the worst ones I've had. Uh, I think I did it on a bigger hill yeah. than I had been doing previously except because the hill that I usually run on still had a bunch of ice on it, uh, but man it killed me it was it was one of those workouts where you're like okay what what, why am i out here think about the larger goal think about what you think about what you want to do this is good for you like you just got cajoling myself into doing it and man it was um it was tough it was one the the the, the second time i've done four hill repeats uh you know as a part of the workout and i was sick of it um but my seven mile long run today felt really good on it and uh uh so i'm i just gotta make sure we're supposed to have another snowstorm this weekend so hopefully if it's not supposed to be as big uh but uh yeah it was it was a decent it was an okay week it was not the best week i've had recently they're not all gonna be the best uh, week exactly so i uh you know I'm, i'm i'm doing okay i feel i feel sore and uh uh which is good, I guess, but uh, I, I don't. I don't feel. I don't. I, I'm not. I don't feel like I'm struggling to get through my workouts like I did the first couple times back after, um, you know, taking three days off, which sure is wild because it was th- it was only three days. But you don't
1: actually lose any fitness over three days I, I physiologically. I know,
0: but it's it's it, I, I I totally recognize that because it's like it does not, it is not that long, uh, but it just. Maybe it's maybe it's after three days I just kind of get to the point where I'm like. I could just not work out anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> Could be mental. And it could be like, cause you weren't really going outside otherwise. So, I mean, no. the fact that your lungs bothered you so much in the cold, that could be like, they haven't been out in the cold for a few days. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, this is not medical advice. I don't no, know what I'm all, talking about, but, but
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, very well could be, it was uh, very much a, uh, a struggle to get through for the first couple uh, runs back. And, uh, but like, I did a, a really hard uh, Peloton strength workout yesterday that uh, it was hard, but I felt like I went through it pretty well. One of those where you're like just pouring out sweat and you're yeah. like, but you're like, Oh, like my body is really reacting to this, but I actually feel like I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, so it, it was, uh, it was an interesting week. It was basically like a, one of those weeks where like, I need to get through this to get to next week when hopefully I'll be able to r- return to regular routine. Yeah. Uh, so it was all right. How about yours?
1: It was a good week. The snowstorm also like got me kind of off my schedule. Uh, I still worked out all the days I planned to work out, but I just did a little bit more yoga. So this week, um, I'll do three yogas and three runs. Normally, I do three yogas and four runs, because one day I do like a short run and a yoga so i'm i still have like one day off but i still worked out six days um or i guess i will as long as i work out tomorrow um but no it was good i uh i didn't do a speed workout this week just because i didn't do a run on thursday i did it on friday and said i didn't want to do a speed workout right before my long run um so i was like definitely a little off my schedule um but i did like a really hard yoga workout on Thursday.
0: Yeah, you were quite sore from that. Yeah,
1: still am on Saturday. Yep. Uh the outer, like outer parts of my hips, um, and like my quads are definitely feeling it quite a bit. It was a Hamilton yoga flow. And it was on Peloton. The instructor was Ross Rayburn, who is not my favorite, but he I think was just like he kept saying things like, oh, if this is your first yoga class, do this. And I was like, if this is your first yoga class, you're never going to do yoga again. <laughs> I think he's like a big Hamilton fan, which he like did not hide. That's I was singing along a lot.
0: Yeah, you were alternating, I, I was upstairs working. <laughs> I, could, I could alternating hear you like either you were singing I or like, you were not or away am I? yelling. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Like I, I could definitely hear you be like, slow down. And Well, like, whatever, yeah,
1: I feel like he was like really excited about Hamilton. So it was like, I mean, the vinyasas were just way faster than I am used to moving. And so I found myself sort of like playing catch up um, a lot, but it was a, uh, I would, like, look at him doing something and be like, well, I can't do that. And then I would, like, give it a shot. And, like, I wasn't getting it, but I was, like, a six and a half out of ten there. Like, way more than I thought. So, that was very cool. Um, yeah,
0: hey, Look at where you are. Look at where you started.
1: The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys also watch Hamilton. Yeah,
0: because otherwise that's going to go right over your head. But, anyway.
1: <laughs> um, it was a really, really good yoga class. And i'm i'm really approaching my hundredth like pretty quickly like maybe next week i might hit my uh my century for yoga really want to be able to do a crow pose which is like an arm balance um i've been falling a lot trying to get this i like hovered for maybe like three or four seconds the other day which is the most i've ever done and i was so excited it's pretty good and so we like tried it three times in a row and so like the second time i hovered a little and then the third time i i just i fall on like my right knee and just like face plant uh but it's fine it's um the instructors keep saying that it's good practice for life to just get up and get right back into it when you you fall um yeah it was it was good and then i did my long run today a
0: quick long run today
1: yeah, it was...
0: Like quick in that you ran it fast, not not quick in that it, like, it was short.
1: Yeah, I ran seven miles at a 10.30 pace, and I did the same route but backwards a full minute slower per mile two weeks ago. So it was an 11.30 pace yeah. two weeks ago, and the week before that, it was a 12-minute mile. So it was a hard run. I was... The beginning part is hilly and then the latter part is like more downhill. Um I we ran opposite directions, so we were gonna meet in the middle, and I know you're faster than me, but I was like, I don't want to like run into him at mile two, right? Like I need to push it to get to him like around mile three and a half. I met you at three and a quarter, so yeah. I did pretty well. Um, but I was just like kind of charging up hills and it was a situation of like my body my brain was like stop going this fast like it hurts and like (laughs) this is stupid like don't do it uh especially in the latter half of the run like running more downhill i was like it's a long run you need to like ease back like take your foot off the gas and my body was just like nope
0: no no thank you
1: (laughs) and i was also very hungry so like the last three quarters of a mile i was like feeling sort of wonky and was like guys
0: like literally, she got done, and I got a text of a gif of a seal,
1: a seal just holding its stomach, oh. being like so hungry.
0: Yeah, and that's that. So that's what I. Uh, I was starving. I, got I came. Notice how she how she it, was done.
1: I came into the house, and immediately got a diet coke, chugged half the diet coke ate like 40 grapes if there was a
0: map on <laughs> if there was like a a road map on how like to not recover so from long run well it was it was this just I, I just hovered
1: so much food kyle was like literally your meal is in the microwave and i was just like i think at one point i probably had like 10 grapes in my mouth at once she it was crazy
0: had this wild look in her eye just staring at me as she shoveled grapes in, and, then, and then and then like
1: then i had a roll and a huge bowl of chili with rice it, and then i went and showered and was just like i regret everything my it was, body hurts.
0: yeah it, it was uh <laughs> it was
1: it was not my finest <laughs> Not my finest moment, so I'm super glad we're talking about it on this public hey, you, you brought it up. You brought it um, up. Uh, but after my long run, I was, like, struggling mentally because I was, like... I, like, I never felt like I was cruising and, like, I sort of settled in the whole time. It felt like my body was, like, go, go, go. And my brain was, like, stop, stop, like, ease off. And you, I think, very helpfully pointed out, like, in my mind... My long run pace is like a ten is like an eleven thirty pace. And like maybe this was my body being like, but look what we can do. Like, let's not get in this mental rut, because that's that's what you think you all that's all you think you can do. Right. Um, which I think is a helpful way to look at it. I think my plan is to not run tomorrow, given that we're planning to get more snow snow. So I like didn't mind going out a little harder um than I normally would have for a long run, but It was a fine experience it was not like a refreshing run but i also like
0: you find a little battle against yourself that whole time
1: yeah but i do feel proud of like going out and running that far at that pace
0: i think it's one of those runs that a week from now you will feel differently than you did immediately afterward because immediately afterward you were still kind of like freaking out a little anxious about you know why did I go that fast and why did I not enjoy that? Why like what what like I I thought I felt like I was struggling but like I wasn't really struggling and like I, you know, like you had a lot of conflicted thoughts about it and yeah. I think like a week from now you'll look at that back up just on the you know on your uh, activity app on your fo- on your phone or on your Apple Watch and you'll just be like my numbers were good my heart rate is I don't I don't know what your heart rate was but like it didn't seem like it I was. I think my
1: average was like one fifty two one fifty three it was higher during. The parts where I was kind of charging up a hill. Right.
0: Like, you're, that's, that's kind of a good average, I think. Yeah. Like, I think that you, for you, that's a little, maybe, like, at the very edge of, like...
1: Uh, upper green. That's upper green if we're going if, by Orange area, If we're going theory, by, yeah. by Orange theory, yeah. Which is
0: kind of, like, where I like to live in my long runs. So, like, I think you'll look at that, those numbers and be like, well, that was a really good run and then uh you'll 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 feel differently about it than you did afterwards because afterwards you didn't you were not
1: happy i was not happy i just feel like it's so easy for me to like get in my head and be like what's gonna go wrong because like i'm running too fast like my body my body can't do this and i'm pushing myself too hard and like my heart rate told me that like i wasn't right and the fact of the matter is like i don't know there's there was no one around for like most of it there were cars and stuff but there weren't a lot of people so like I listened to Taylor Swift. I was singing during it, right? Like, there were times when I was running uphill and my heart rate was, like, 168. And I was, like, I feel like my heart rate's 168. But for, like, for a lot of it, like, I could sing and run. So, like, it's not like I did, like, seven miles of, like, an all-out sprint. But in my head, that's what it was. So I was, like, I shouldn't have done that. It was, I mean, I just feel like I'm getting stronger and I'm feeling good and... I feel like my mind is like no like you're going too fast you're gonna hurt yourself this is bad
0: i it's also a men- it's a it's, running is a mental battle as it is as a physical
1: one. i also felt a little iffy after because we ate first because i was starving mm-hmm. and i think i got chilled through and like only while we've recorded this i've like kind of stopped yeah. having the chills the, the flush has kind of gone from i feel face like i'm bit. still a little red but it's, that, it's, that it's, might be the booze it's better than it was before um but yeah i mean some of these runs it can just take me a while to recover yep
0: yeah. especially in the winter i think that like a long run in the winter uh it definitely chills you through and like it takes a little while to like you're like dehydrated and so you're thirsty and you feel dry but you're also you're dry from the cold wind and like you're you're chilled you feel chilled to your bones and like i love running in the winter but like that feeling afterward is always really tough and like in the summer you get I feel done with a lo- terrible
1: after a run in yeah, the summer but you too. With, you get
0: done with a long run in the summer and like you just like walk into air you conditioning. Walk into air conditioning, and you just like that's the like that's when you cool down. And it's like you're like oh. what
1: feels better than walking into an air conditioned home after a long run in July? Nothing.
0: Not, not going for a long run. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so uh, great. Yeah, no, that's it's it's. Remember super when I true. took
1: the finish off our front door because I sat down and leaned against it after a summer run? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are sweaty people.
0: Can't believe we got our security deposit back. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's uh, one thing I'm looking forward to in the summer here is that now that we uh, we live outside the city in a when we leave the when we leave the front door of our home we go into the outdoors instead of an apartment hallway. Right. I don't have to wear a shirt at any point during my run. I can just walk out the front door without even even, even pretending that I'm going to uh, yeah. wear a shirt at some point. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I I think that it's just after your body does funny things after a long run. And uh, I think you're you're in a place where you're improving and and your mind is still I mean, like you've had so many like crushing disappointments uh, in (laughs) running recently that I think your mind is wary of that. So I think that you're going to be going through this quite a bit, but you'll get there
1: honestly not a bad place to be right my body can outperform what my mind thinks it's capable of like it's better than being like i can go run an olympic marathon and actually like not being fit so excited to continue on this journey and
0: like it's something that you'll have to watch over time because like maybe your mind was right in general but today was just a really good day so like you might go out for your next your next long run next weekend and like 11 and a half minute miles will be, will be what's right for you that day. Uh, but like, I think, I think you did the right thing today in pushing through it and capitalizing on, uh, on feeling good for, feeling good today physically, even if not mentally, you uh, went out and pushed it. I think that was the right thing to do.
1: I know that I spend a lot of this running podcast uh, extolling the benefits of yoga. But I do feel like it has made me so much more like in tune with my body um, so I, I try to listen to it more. You know, yeah. like today, like my my body felt good. So I was like, we're going, even yeah. though my mind wasn't like caught up. But that's fine. Like, I, I know I used to go to yoga classes and the yoga teacher would be like, move in whatever way you feel like you have to. And I'm like, I just want to lay on the floor. Like, right. that's how my body wants to move. But now that doesn't sound crazy to me. I'm like, my body needs to move in this way. Right. So it really has... B- it, it it really has in addition to like the strength and the flexibility I feel like it really has kind of helped build a better relationship to like be aware of what's going on in my body and a little more in tune right
0: I definitely you know we're now uh, we've lived here since November, November so this will be our fifth month uh, in this new area hills are no joke finally starting to get used to the topography around our house though yeah like I I am starting to get to the point where like i i know like okay like i can charge up this hill because i have a downhill coming after that and i can cover there and then i can like i got another hill after this that will come there and it took that long to get there uh but like my body feels like it's adjusting to those rhythms and like finding new routes like that i'm running consistently is uh super helpful i'm starting to feel I I really wish I could go run one of my old routes in DC just to see the comparison. I've been trying to go back and look at like, what was the time I ran here, whatever. And it's not the same because like I mean I mean you know right fundamentally like, i my body is running on different routes and it's different. Shape I think than it I was could before.
1: run one of my like go to three mile routes at like a nine minute pace. Yeah, hands down.
0: I feel like I could run my old five mile route that went like, around by Lincoln and down right by the river. and Everything was just you know paper flat. Like, I could run that in, like, eight minutes right now. Like, probably probably not, but, like, I could definitely run it in, like, a nice, really crisp time.
1: I was actually thinking today, one of the things that I worried about moving, I loved running on the mall, and I loved running by the water, and I loved all my old running routes, and I was so worried about losing them, but the hills around here really present like a super interesting challenge. It's a different
0: challenge. And yeah.
1: I feel so much like stronger and well-rounded yeah. as like a runner and an athlete. Yeah. And it's the 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 thing that I was like most worried about losing has actually been like a blessing. Hmm. You know, the the runs are maybe not as scenic, but like I have never felt this strong. Yeah. For sure. As much as I miss like running by the washington monument right like it was super cool we'll
0: have to drive in one day and do that because we st- we, we don't live that far away we can, right we can do that we could we'll figure it out uh but yeah it's uh it's going well we'll say uh, i am enjoying i i kind of realized today like today was like 50 degrees here and i was like mm, it's a little warm and i'm like i am just i'm loving like winter running it's just the best it's nice and cool crisp Like we were able to still running in shorts unless it's like below 45 degrees but like uh it has been uh really quite lovely to be running in like such good temperatures and like this is just the best time of year i think for running i I love it
1: it is i would agree with that i mean we both did our run today in shorts and it was great
0: yeah uh well Want to talk about how our beers taste, or our, our drinks taste? Yeah,
1: I'm looking at one quick thing.
0: What are you What are you looking up right now?
1: I have one more normal week of, like, training, but then the week after, I start my very fun brewski bum challenge. Oh. Uh, so we can talk about that next week. I just didn't know if it started this coming week. Oh, nice. But I have another week.
0: I was looking, my training plan has, like, I have, like, a normal week next week, and then I have, like, a, a 5K, it wants me to do a 5K race. Yeah. So I have to figure out what I'm going to I'm gonna do. Plan Could you do a time r- trial? Could yeah,
1: something
0: like that. I don't know. I was just looking at. It, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, it has an extra rest day. I'm like, I don't know. We're we're getting past the points in our base training plans where it's just like, you know, slowly progressing in the same uh, kind of pattern, and like, there's going to be some some uh, things tossed in there that'll be different. So, be interesting. Uh, how's your drink?
1: It's very good. I actually feel like the first sip of this like punches you in the face Mm -hmm, a little bit mm -hmm. with the grapefruit but i'm
0: with the everything
1: i'm maybe two-thirds of the way done which is a lot for me on these i when i talk i just don't
0: don't think
1: to drink um but the more i drink it the more i like it i'm getting like the bitter taste is lingering so much less now that's good uh it's definitely something it lingers quite a bit yeah it's definitely something that i think like as you drink more of it yeah your taste buds kind of adjust it it's
0: good for sure
1: How's yours? Your head has finally gone down.
0: Yeah. No, there's still, like, a good quarter-inch, uh, mm-hmm. like, eighth of an inch of head on there, even though it's we're down to, like, the last quarter of the beer here. Uh, it's really good. I, like, I said at the top that it was, like, it's really balanced. And, like, I, I was drinking – as I drank more, I got, like, a little malt. and I got, like, a little wheat and, on top of the citrus oh. and hops and bitterness and, you know, everything else that was in there. So it, it it's a really interesting beer, like uh, – that has many layers but not not too much of anything and not like it's it's, it's it is uh it's a very balanced uh solid beer it, it's um i don't know i i think i'm also like uh before this i had my my daily protein shake uh and like i'm been trying to drink water my mouth it just feels very dry so i don't know if the beer is doing that or if huh. it's or if it's just the being dehydrated from the long run a little bit so uh it's been hitting on a weird palate but Still very good.
1: I'm glad you're enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's episode post.
1: We have a backup recording, so... That's true. If, if the sound is not that great, know that we used our backup that our mics are not connected to. But we wanted to make sure that we didn't have an oopsie two weeks in a row.
0: Absolutely. And we apologize for... Our uh, oopsie last week
1: If you're bummed about it, I think I'm twice as bummed Because yeah. it was a really good episode And I'm really sad that yeah, no well, one will ever get to hear it But You heard, you
0: heard a lot of it today We, we did We we, we covered. We gave you the cliff notes version yeah. We gave you the half hour version instead of the 55 minute version yeah. today. Uh, and you still got 55 minutes? Yeah, and you're still going to get uh, Well, we're at like 57 right now, so there you go uh, Where can the people find us?
1: We are wherever you get your podcasts And we're hosted by Anchor and we are posting more regularly on instagram yeah. at,
0: running on, tap. at uh, running on tap i'm trying to remember i took a i took a picture of myself you this week and posted you it did. so there we go
1: we're trying to share more running content and eating content and midweek drinking content um because those are all things we love yeah. and if, if you you you're a, listening to this then you love them too if
0: you see a post at like one o'clock in the morning of a drink it's definitely <laughs> mine uh but uh, yeah, we're we're gonna do better on the social uh, the social medias. I posted and, every
1: day this week. That was my goal for the and, week, uh, and I did it. So
0: no more. <laughs> we were worried about having the new episode graphic twice against each other, uh, but now uh, we didn't have to worry about that this week because we more didn't new have an episode. episode. But uh, so tune in next week as we uh, we'll we'll bottle our beer and we'll talk about it. Uh, talk about that process and uh, we'll find some other interesting fun stuff. And to happy talk about.
1: Valentine's Day. And
0: happy Valentine's Day and Happy Birthday to my mom because it comes, this, this will come out the day before her birthday. Yeah. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but in case you do, Mom, happy birthday.
1: There we uh,
0: go. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.